Thanks for joining us for Tech News Update. I'm Charlie Jacobs. And I'm Zach Bouchard. Coming up in the show, we're going to break down everything you need to know from the Apple event on Tuesday. We're going to break down the four new iPhone models. We'll take a look at the new iPad features and the new Apple Watch. We'll break it all down in this Tech News Update. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Technology Tech Review Podcast in partnership with 1730 News and, of course, America's Dumbly favorite News Show, Today Now. So today we're going to be talking all about the Apple event, which happened yesterday. It's, it's Wednesday for us right now. It happened on Tuesday, September 14th. When, so um, hopefully when you listen to this, that is current. So Apple... I don't want to say underwhelming, but I think some people are saying that this was possibly a slightly underwhelming Apple event compared to years past, but we're still going to break it all down. So I'm here with Zach Bouchard. As always, how you doing, Zach? Good. How are you, Charlie? I'm doing well, as always. Um, so quick rundown. They had a new iPhone, new iPad, mm-hmm. new watch, um, some new software, this new Apple Fitness thing. So that's what we're going to break down. But first, let's talk about some of the more... Uh, less interesting stuff, I guess you could say. So one of the first things they talked about in the event yesterday, it was, um, I th- believe it was at Apple's headquarters uh, with Tim Cook. It was more of a, I don't think there was a live audience, right? I think there was, they were live streaming it. Um, um I think, actually, I'm not really sure. There may have been a live audience. It, it wasn't really clear from the video. But one of the first things they talked about is Apple Fitness Plus. So this is something that's relatively new to Apple. Um, it's mainly for Apple Watch users, and basically, this is—I—I I, want to say it's almost kind of competing with Peloton. They have all these new uh, workout types. Looks like Pilates, strength, yoga, the the HIIT uh, workouts. Um, so it's kind of like these live fitness classes. Uh, like I said, I—I want to kind of say that it's competing with Peloton, and it's available for nine ninety nine a month, um, or eighty dollars a year. Uh, so definitely the year options cheaper and it has a free one month trial. So this is something I said, that's pretty new. So we don't have a lot of experience with this, but, um, I, I think that Apple's definitely interested in that subscription fitness industry. Don't you think? Yeah, I definitely do. And they also show it through, um, you know, when they revealed the new, I, or sorry, the new Apple watch that also kind of goes along with this Apple fitness plus. Right. Um, so with that, they also did talk a little bit at the beginning of their event uh, about the new Apple TV Plus. So it's not new, um, but there's uh, some really popular shows, I believe, like the uh, I, I don't know much about like the Ted Lasso show or whatever that they were talking all about that, trying to promote the new Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus. And I think Apple's also really trying to get into the, the video streaming industry because there's these really popular shows that are only available through there with the subscription. So, Zach, what do you think about Apple trying to really get into two new industries here with their new services? Um, well, you know, it's kind of hard to tell from right now how this is going to uh, end up. Uh, I'm not so sure about the Apple uh, TV Plus because there are already a lot of, uh, you know, major streaming services, you know, like Netflix, Hulu, YouTube TV, uh, and all the others that already, you know, have a big monopoly on 
the streaming industry. And, you know, Apple's going to have to get their Apple TV Plus app on all the devices such as Roku's, you know, your TVs, Chromecast, whatever. Uh, so I do think it's an interesting idea, but we'll see how uh, it ends up in the long run. As for the Apple Fitness Plus, again, it's really hard to tell. Uh, I do think they're probably going to have better luck with the Apple Fitness Plus than they will with the Apple TV Plus, uh, just because it, the you know online and video workout uh, industry isn't really as big as streaming, where you know most people already have a streaming subscription. Right. They really are. So, they really do have to compete in that field with you know Hulu, yeah. Netflix, Prime Video. Um, and especially it's definitely since, definitely a know, much more competitive they're field. Start, they're and, starting and one much thing, later one than thing the about the, the fitness plus is um there's a free trial of I think three months available with the Apple Watch. So it's really appealing to those users instead of like buying a Peloton just to get those videos. So I definitely think the fitness plus um is looking to be a success for them. Um okay, so moving on now, we're gonna talk about the new Apple Watch, the Apple Watch Series 7. Uh, so basically, you know, before obviously they had Series 6, this is just the next step. Um, so it is actually, it's a little bit of a smaller device. It's less thick. It has a wider screen. Um, it's about 20% larger than the Series 6. Now, the big thing here is the, uh, the the older series are too small. There's no keyboard. You can draw. You can use your voice to type. You can use pre-suggested. But with the new one, you actually have a keyboard. And this is... This is totally revolutionary. The, the screen can display fifth, um, 50% more text. So I believe the Series 7, I don't know if there's many other improvements other than the screen size. Um, that's available starting from about $399. Um, but, but Zach, is there anything else you want to add about this new watch? Like I said, nothing yeah. nothing revolutionary, but it, it the, the new screen is definitely very appealing. Yeah, it seemed that the uh, reveal for the Apple Watch Series Seven was almost underwhelming because uh, I, I there agree. just there weren't very uh, there weren't very dramatic changes. Like you said, uh, the larger display, which was certainly welcome, because now you can fit a whole keyboard on there. Uh, you know, they also promised the, the better durability. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Uh, they did promise faster charging, however, not better battery life. Uh, so, I mean, you know, uh, faster charging, always a welcome improvement, but I think it would be nice to see better battery life on the Apple Watch Series 7. Right. Uh, so, but then other, oh, go it, ahead, well, we also know that the Apple Watch Series 7 will be uh, launching with watchOS 8, or if, I mean, if, if you buy it early enough, it might come with watchOS 7, but it will be upgraded to watchOS wait, 8 uh, once that gets released on September 20th. Right. Um, so next up, the first three things we've talked about, like I said, nothing really that groundbreaking. Uh, and unfortunately, that's the case with our next subject, which is Apple's new iPad. So they uh, announced two new iPads yesterday, um, really a, a new version of both their standard iPad and their iPad mini. This is kind of a routine thing um, that happens with Apple every couple years, I believe. The mini is on the, I want to say the seven, perhaps something like that. Um, if I'm correct, they don't really advertise those numbers anymore, but the new iPad mini does not have the home button. It has the full screen kind of similar to the new iPhones that we've seen over the past couple years. 
Uh, and and here's a cool thing that the fingerprint, the fingerprints actually are on the the lock screen since they got rid of the home button. Um, there's no touch ID through there, but on the lock button, it has built-in touch ID, which is a really cool feature. Um, so Zach, anything else to add about that new iPad Mini? Uh, well, there was one thing, uh, you know, just some minor improvements. These are usually things they bring every time they release a new iPad. Uh, so the iPad Mini now has the A15 Bionic chip. Actually, which I is think the, the uh, Mini has the I uh, a13 actually uh no it, it has the a the new ipad has a13 I'm but sorry the mini actually has the same chip that's powering the iphone 13 oh uh, he's so it's right yeah, I, I apologize uh zach is correct no worries no worries um so that is that's one uh small change and then uh another very notable change was that the uh ipad mini now comes with USB-C. Uh, instead of the lightning connector, which is a big change for Apple because, as I'm sure you may know, you know your iPads, uh, iPhones, possibly even iMacs have all probably used uh, lightning connectors. But it seems now we're starting to see Apple moving away from that and more towards USB-C. Uh, the new generation of iMacs that were released at uh, the Apple Developer Conference earlier this year uh, came only with USB-C ports on the back. It came with a USB-C to lightning connector or charger in the uh, box, but it didn't come with any lightning uh, ports on the back. And now we're seeing this with the iPad mini too. It's coming with USB-C instead of the lightning connector. And this is something that many Android devices, Windows laptops have all had for a long time. So right, I'd say nice I would say it's Apple pretty much this. right. I'd say it's at this point it's pretty much the industry precedent, and, and it's kind of surprising that Apple has taken so long uh, to adapt this, and it kind of shows you know their reluctancy kind of to uh to adapt what that Android's been using for a long time. So now, yeah, also like I said, I hate to say, not too exciting I talking about the main uh, the standard iPad. Not a ton of updates. Um, on the outside, it looks the same. It still has the home button with Touch ID, kind of the old look that you're used to on iPads. Now, inside, it has that new A13 chip. So my bad from before. It's not the same one as the main. It's the A13 chip. Um, they claim it has 20% faster performance than the previous model, and they say it's, quote, three times faster than a Chromebook. Now, I know Zach and I are both a little skeptical about that. I don't know if that's if that's true or not. Um, so it, it also does have a new 12 megapixel uh, ultra wide camera that's new um, and it does have something called center center stage um, it has a couple new software features with the camera um, which is exciting um, and then a couple other things that says like more rounded corners retina blah 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 so nothing uh, an up updated support for Apple pencil so it's kind of the standard thing, like I said, every two two or three years, Apple updates their iPads. Nothing groundbreaking here. Um, so one thing we actually are not able to confirm is if the new uh, standard iPad has USB-C. Uh, Apple didn't really yeah, seem I, to mention that. So I actually did a little bit of additional research, and I found that the reason they didn't mention that was because they didn't upgrade it. Uh, so the regular iPad still uses the lightning connector. And now that's uh, just, that's these, really weird that they announced two new products, the same two different types of iPads. They have two different types of charging. I mean, the consistency is really just not very good at this point. 
Yeah. And if you look at uh, like a chart with all the different uh, iPads, you'll see so the iPad mini and the iPad Air both have USB-C standard now. Uh, the iPad Pro has a USB-C connector. Uh, and then it also has support for Thunderbolt, which is just a USB protocol that's standard with USB 3. Uh, Thunderbolt is not to be confused with Lightning. They're two different things. Right. Uh, that's just, you know, fun fact there. So uh, iPad Pro, iPad Air, and iPad Mini all have USB-C, but the regular iPad uh, still has that Lightning connection. I think the regular iPad, they're trying to keep old. Like I said, with the RAM, with the home button, with Lightning, I think they're trying to keep it consistent with their old products. Quickly pricing the new iPad, the full-size iPad with 64 gigabytes starts at 329 The new iPad Mini starts at 499 This is interesting. Uh, the, the Apple's giving a special t- uh, discount for schools with the standard iPad, and it'll be only two ninety nine. Uh, so pre-orders did start yesterday for those new products. Um, so that that was it for the the underwhelming part, you could say. Anything else you have to add, Zach, about the iPad before we jump in? We'll take a quick break. Then we're going to talk about the big news, which is the new iPhone. Not really. Just you know, I like I said, I was hoping to see more from Apple. Uh, in terms of the regular iPad, I liked what I saw with the mini, but I was hoping to see a few more upgrades uh, on the standard iPad in terms of camera, internal storage, or just overall design. Right. And I one other thing, just to quickly point out, they did not release a new iPad Pro. There were some rumors that there would be an upgrade to the Pro, but there was not. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the new iPhone after a voice message from one of our listeners. Stay with us. Zach and Charlie, looking forward to another episode. Been curious about the iPhone 13 and can't wait to hear the next episode. And welcome back to season two, episode two of the Zach Knowledge of Tech Review podcast in partnership with Today Now. So, in this tech news update, once again, we're talking about the Apple event 2021 from Tuesday. So, we already talked about the Apple Watch and the new iPad and the Apple Fitness Plus, but now we're talking about the main announcement of the event, which, like every September, is focused all on the new iPhone, the iPhone 13. Right. So Apple uh, just announced the brand new iPhone 13, iPhone 13 mini, iPhone 13 Pro, and the iPhone 13 Pro Max uh, at their 2021 September event. Uh, Now, you're probably wondering, you know, what's new with the iPhone? Well, the answer is... Not a maybe whole not lot. maybe not all that much as as, as it turns out, right? Um, so first off, just overall design um, on the main iPhone 13 and the iPhone 13 Mini, I would say the most noticeable uh, visual change is the cameras on the back have now been uh, realigned to so their diagonal uh, instead of vertical. This probably doesn't have any added functionality. It's just uh, to make it stand out or so that people know this is the iPhone 13 and not the, you know, 12. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and I think that um, on a personal note, I, I don't personally don't think that diagonal looks that great. And I've heard other people that say it doesn't look great, although you seem to think it's good. But quickly, um, as Zach said, besides those diagonal cameras and the version with two cameras, um, it looks very similar to the iPhone 12. It still has that iPhone 4 5 style uh, square edge we or, or flat edge. We still get that. 
Um, and it's roughly the same size as the 12. I believe it's actually a little bit larger, uh, a little bit thicker. But it, it has the same base four models, which are the, uh, the the standard iPhone 13 and the mini. And now those both have two cameras. Um, and then the Pro is the same size as the standard with the additional camera and some other features. And then the Pro Max is is by far the biggest, and that one also has three cameras. Right. Uh, so now let's get into what uh, internal stuff has been changed in terms of specs, uh, just in general, and um, software. So, you know, uh, both the uh, 13 Pro and the Pro Max both have uh, those triple cameras similar to the 12, and the regular and the mini uh, have two cameras also uh, like the 12. Now, the cameras haven't changed a whole lot. They have improved. They can now absorb more light to take higher quality photos. But other than that, uh, they're very similar. The 13 Pro and the 13 Pro Max both have a six times zoom range. The 13 has two times zoom range. Again, uh, it, that's pretty similar to uh, what the 12 had, and it's pretty standard. Uh, so one of the other big changes that we saw from the Apple 2021 event that I think everyone will be happy about is the battery life. You know, Apple or iPhones really aren't known to have great battery life. Right. Uh, it's great that Apple has now increased the battery life uh, anywhere from one to two, maybe even three hours, depending on which model uh, you're getting. If you choose to buy the iPhone 13, um, as opposed to the iPhone 12. Right. And now one really interesting thing here with the new iPhone 13 is the storage. So first of all, the new iPhone 13 uh, Pro Max now has a one terabyte storage option. Now this is going to cost you $1,600. So it certainly comes at a price, but a one terabyte storage is incredible. That's almost as much as uh, some laptops. Um, so that, that, that's an amazing storage. Um, you know, you're never going to have problems with downloading apps or, you know, with photos or anything. So that is a crazy feature, Zach. Um, what do you think really that is. means? How does that compare to the industry standards? Um, and do you think that's really worth uh, about $500 more than the regular Pro Max? Right. I mean, it's interesting that you bring that up because, uh, you know, I the iPhone is... Uh, one of the only phones right now that actually offers one terabyte as a storage option. There's a rumor that the Google Pixel 6 Pro might uh, have it, but that's uh, yet to be seen because the Google uh, Pixel 6 hasn't officially been released yet. Uh, so I'm thinking, you know, we are taking higher quality videos. We're taking higher uh, quality photos as well. And we're taking more of them. You know, people aren't using DSLR it cameras definitely. anymore because phones can take great photos. And so I think it's great that they have actually made this an option, even though many people probably won't get it. It's there. And if you feel like you would need a terabyte of storage, it's an option. Right. And, and you did mention these photos. Uh, the, the new iPhone comes with something called cinematic mode. Uh, which is actually very similar to portrait mode uh, for photos, but it's for video. So that's really going to improve uh, your video quality and making it look, you know, like the name implies, cinematic, like it's taken right. with a fancy and movie camera. The, um, and, and I think that the it does involve some new software, 
like we said, the camera is really similar. I think that the A15 chip also might be contributing to some of these new functionalities that are available yeah. with the device. Uh, so quickly, let's just talk about uh, from a price standpoint. First of all, Apple is still manufacturing their, their current phone models. They're making the SE, which is the one that sells the home button. It's based on the 8, I believe. The 11, the 12, and the 13. So if you like these older models better or looking for a slightly cheaper option, those are still available. But here are the prices. So uh, I believe the new uh, the, the mini starts at uh, $700. The regular 13 starts at $800. Uh, and then $1,000 for the Pro, uh, $1,100 for the Pro Max, and then the $1,600 for the Pro Max with a terabyte. So from a price standpoint... Uh, nothing crazy. It's, I think the same price that the 12 was launched at last year. So we didn't actually see a price increase, uh, which I thought was really interesting. So Zach, what would you recommend for people looking for a new iPhone? Is it worth to pay a little bit more for the newer one? Um, or do you think you're getting enough, uh, out of your value for, for an older model? Um, I, you know, I do think it's similar enough to the iPhone 12 where, there's not a huge difference between the two. One nice thing about getting a newer iPhone is that it will come with um, more security updates and just overall system updates in the future. So for example, if you were to buy the iPhone 12, Apple would stop supporting it sooner than the iPhone 13. It's not really a big deal, and chances are you probably would have bought a new phone by the time they end support for that. But it's just something to consider. And then uh, the only other thing that, you know, I would bring up is just the uh, internal chip. Uh, we No one's really gotten their hands on the iPhone 13 yet, but the new iPhone comes with the A15 Bionic chip as opposed to the iPhone 12, which had the A14. These are just their names for their internal chips. We don't actually know how much faster it's going to be. Uh, right. So well, then, like we said in the first segment, um, Apple claimed that the A13, I believe, in their new iPad regular uh, was about uh, 20% faster. So it could be looking like something like that. But since it's A15, it could be even more than 20%. But like Zach said, uh, you have not actually been delivered we to don't, customers we yet. Don't so know, we, don't, we don't know yet. We don't know. And some people actually think it might might not be a whole lot faster. But, it could, right, it could just you know, be branding. If, if you're tech savvy, uh, you know, it might also help you to know that the iPhone 13 will come standard with 6 gig of RAM instead of 4 gig. Um, you know, that probably doesn't mean a whole lot to you, but basically that could improve speeds. And that definitely, Again, that definitely is, is trying to compete more with things like higher end Androids, like uh, Pixel, right. some Galaxy phones. And, and for uh, Android, at least, it seems like six gigs of RAM has kind of been the industry standard for the past few years. It, it definitely has been. And now it's uh, starting to become like the bare minimum, even on lower end phones, you know, like the Galaxies are, we're starting to see. 8 gig pixel 6 pro will have 12 gig and iphone was sitting here with 4 gig so it's really nice to see them step up on that 15 pro and then the pro max uh come with a five core cpu and apple is claiming that this will mean 50 percent faster graphics on the device uh this upgrade will definitely uh appeal to many gamers also with the quote super retina xdr display uh, like we already mentioned, the, the increased battery life, the terabyte of storage. So all these things are really contributing, and it kind of sounds like the, the 13 Pro is kind of aimed towards gamers in that sense. Right, and 
you know, just overall from the Apple event, um, I would have liked to see more just on the regular iPhone 13. Oh, I, I Apple, completely agree. Apple really seems to be putting a lot of investment in the uh, 13 Pro and the Pro Max. But it almost feels like they're leaving the 13 behind. Dude, they are doing upgrades, but not as much as the 13 and the 13 Pro Max. You know, one of the, another big feature is that um, the Pro and the Pro Max got uh, 120 hertz displays. If you don't know what that means, basically, uh, it's just the refresh rate on the screen. So the higher the number is, uh, the smoother everything looks on the screen. It actually does real, uh, make a big difference both in everyday use and you know if you're gaming or watching a video, just when you're scrolling or swiping through things, the animations look smoother. It looks a lot cleaner. Uh, this is something you know a lot of Androids have had for several years. Uh, so it's nice to see Apple is finally adding this. However, it's only available on the Pro and Pro Max. Right. Uh, so in summary of the entire Apple event, we're, we're kind of saying it's a little bit underwhelming. Sure, the 13 has some cool upgrades. Same thing we've seen the past two years. Nothing groundbreaking. The iPad, same old thing. Apple Watch is cool. Fitness Plus. There's, there was nothing really groundbreaking about this event, um, which was kind of disappointing. I know Apple stock was going up a lot before this event. And and while all this stuff is cool, there wasn't that uh, that one more big thing that Apple seems to always have at the end of their right. events from Tim Cook. All right, well, I think Every- that, that wraps up uh, Season 2, Episode 2 of the Zachnology Tech Review Podcast, which has been all about the Apple event 2021. We have a lot more episodes coming up in this season. We have some TR5s and exciting full episodes uh, planned that are coming up. So uh, on behalf of Zach and everyone here at Zachnology, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. All contents of this podcast copyright 2021 by Zacharmi Enterprises Limited Liability Corporation. All rights reserved. Zacharmi Enterprises has received paid compensation from Spotify Technology SA. Zacharmi reserves the right to use voice messages in the podcast for paid compensation. 